What is up, fellow buds of the world? Welcome back to the Bad Movie Buds podcast where we watch bad movies so you don't have to, unless you want to, live your life, make your own choices. As always, Dallas McFall speaking along with... Renee. That's my wife. Her last name is also McFall. We're just chilling in our dining room on this very hot April day. I think it was like 97 degrees today. So, which is kind of cool because it means bye-bye to the Rona, but I'm sweating so much, profusely, if you will. Anyways, we hope you guys are doing well, staying safe. Uh, Now that we're able to go outside a little bit, hope you guys are getting some vitamin D, uh, but still keeping your social distancing and all that. We just, in all in all, we just hope you guys are doing well, being happy and being safe like me and my wife are. Are you happy and you safe? I am. Well, that's so great to hear. I was happy, and I guess I still am happy, but I'm a plethora of feelings after the movie we watched tonight. What movie did we watch? That's a big word. Thank you. I've done, I'm really trying really hard. <laughs> Anyways, we watched Truth or Dare, but not the Truth or Dare that everyone's probably thinking of. The, the one that actually was in theaters with the big stars in it. Yeah. No, not that one. I know that I had a, a guy who was on MTV who was the star of Teen Wolf was in that movie. And then uh, the girl from Pretty Little Liars. Sorry we don't know their names. We don't watch basic young people television. But they were in this movie. And I heard it was pretty bad too. I've actually wanted to cover that on this podcast. But a lot of people have talked about that one. And our goal is to kind of talk about some movies that have maybe slid under the radar and oh, yeah. shed light on their stupidity. Oh yeah, they deserve it too. Just like when I was in high school, the teachers wanted to shed light on my stupidity. And that's what we're doing (laughs) with this podcast. So, yeah, we watched this movie. We found it on Netflix. Like we said on the last episode, Netflix is a great service, but it also is the home to some pretty bad movies. I don't want to say too much about this one because for the intro, but because when we break it down, we're going to really just let it rip. This movie... In my opinion, was the worst one we've watched yet. And I thought Deadcom was pretty bad. I don't know if I agree. We'll talk a little Whoa. bit and we'll see. That's never happened on this podcast before. <laughs> anyway, Renee, pass me the notes as I help us dive in to this spectacle of a film. Also, quick plug to some of our friends. If you like listening to our podcast, sponsored by Anchor, wink, wink, um, We want to encourage you to go check out some other podcasts. We've been at home a lot, so I've definitely been listening a lot more. But even since some of us are going back to work, maybe you're going to go, you know, spend your Trump stimulus check. uh, Put these podcasts on your car and really just entertain yourself with some really, really good entertainment. And what podcasts are those? Oh, I'm going to tell you. Don't you worry. I'm a little biased on this one. My best friend... In the entire planet, Justin Scott has created a podcast called Don't Panic with Justin Scott. And let me tell you, homie is killing it. I love it. He is the best at ranting I've ever heard in my life. And I say ranting is a strong word, but really, if you are very passionate about social issues and politics, and you just want to hear somebody who's hilarious to listen to... That's Justin. I like listening to podcasts when people are extra spicy and sassy because it makes me feel like I'm getting my sass out for the day. Dude, he kills it. Yeah. Um, You know, also me and him are starting a podcast on the side. 
Uh, but more info on that later. But yeah, after you listen to this episode, go check out Don't Panic with Justin Scott. It's on the Anchor app, also on Spotify. He's a friend of ours, so he should be a friend of yours. Anyway, without further ado, let's read the synopsis and get some basic info on Truth or Dare, and then we will jump right into the movie. Okay, so this was directed by Nick Simon II. How fancy. Basically, the plot goes like this. Eight college friends head to a haunted rental for a holiday weekend, or Halloween weekend, rather. But when they play Truth or Dare, their lives are taken one by one by an evil spirit who wants to play a more deadly version of the game. So this is what is crazy to me, and this is what made me want to watch the movie. The Rotten Tomatoes score from the audience was 23%, which is low. Low. But the critics, audience score, the critics score for Rotten Tomatoes was zero. And I think that's the first time we've had a straight zero. And I went and looked. There's not many reviews, but some filmed it. And it could be zero because not many people know about it. Or it could be just because this movie's terrible. Mm, Yeah, that's true. Well, let's not waste any more time. I know our viewers, our listeners are ready to hear what this movie's about. Or maybe they're not and they're just humoring us. We'll take it. We'll take it. No shame. (laughs) Anyways, let's dive right in to Truth or Dare. So you want to hear us talk about Truth or Dare? Then you have come to the right place. Renee, how does this film... That took a long time for me to (laughs) say that word. It's been a long day. Tell us about this movie. I'm just delighted to hear what you thought about it. So we open up to a scene in 1983. Yes. And we see a man whose name is Johnny. Johnny. And he is clinging onto the top of a roof. Uh-huh. Like a really tall, like three-building, three-story building roof. Probably a house. Yeah. Let's call it a house. <laughs> you know, people live there. You cook. You clean. You use the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's also pouring rain. Yeah, it's pouring rain. It's very windy, stormy weather. Not a good time to climb on the roof of the house. <laughs> no. And he's screaming for someone named Donna. Yes. And we then see a woman, I assume, named Donna run out onto the balcony. That's a safe bet. I'm assuming that's Donna. And she runs out onto the balcony and screams for him to stand up. I don't know who would stand up. On a roof like that in a stormy weather, huh. but she wanted him to, and, and he, I don't know why. And he did. And he sure did. And, and of course, he died. He did. <laughs> so what happens to Donna? What does Donna do after this instance? Well, after she watches him die, she runs back into the house and looks in a mirror to her right, and sa- it says, "Pour acid over your head," and I'm. It, Looks like it's written on the mirror in blood. Oh. <laughs> and so she picks up, or no, first, a bucket slides across the floor towards her. Nothing's pushing the bucket. You don't see anything. It's just a random bucket sliding across the floor. And so she picks it up and puts it on a table. And then she grabs baking soda out of a fridge and gets a huge bowl of water and mixes it together, the water and the baking soda. Right. And when she's mixing it with her hands in the bowl, it looks normal, like how that mixture would look. 
But then she takes it out of the bowl, she dumps it all over her head, and it looks like pizza dough. Yuck. It changed color, and now it's just like lumpy and sticky, and it looks like dough, and she, yeah, she poured it all over her face and her head, and it's covering her now. And then she pours the bucket of acid over her head, screams, and then it cuts to black. In the comments, those of you who follow us on Like Us on Facebook, and if you know about science, let us know if baking soda helps with acid. Because yeah. I don't really, I'm not good at science, so I don't know. I'm probably about to get owned by people being like, tell us, of course it works. Well, I don't oh. know either. And you went to college. So what does that say? About sure. uh, yeah, so <laughs> please let us know. Anyway, so then we go um, to the next scene where we're establishing our main characters. I use the word character very loosely because they're not very well written or established. That's a good point. They're characters nonetheless. So yeah, they have some chitter chatter. They're talking about this cabin. Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you who these people are to get it out of the way. One couple. Uh, is named Luke and... Oh, thank you for the names because I was going to butcher them. You're welcome. Uh, one couple's name is Luke. Renee wrote that he's an athletic guy. Mm-hmm. That's his thing. He's the athlete. He's a baseball player in college. His girlfriend is Jesse. She literally is just his girlfriend. That's her plot point. Yep. And she doesn't know any of these people. They're all going to a house, by the way, to hang out with their friend Carter, who's like a filmmaker. He invited them all to go hang out at this like house um then so jesse's the girlfriend who doesn't know anybody uh the next car we have two roommates slash best friends named alex and maddie their sisters bffs and they're with their boyfriend tyler who's studying to be a doctor they're with alex's boyfriend yes i'm sorry alex's boyfriend tyler who's studying to be a doctor and they're also with holt who's like the chubby awkward hipster guy who's honestly the best character in the movie is hashtag justice for Holt. <laughs> so anyway, blah blah blah. They're hormone-filled college kids, very generic throwaway people, except for Holt. And <laughs> they go meet Carter at the same house that Donna and Johnny, um, Johnny were at before in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they go in. Carter explains that uh, he his grandma told him about it, and they're going to stay over there the weekend. The kids are like, oh, this sucks. We have to stay here with no parental supervision and drink beer. And it's a Halloween party. It's a Halloween party. Oh, yeah, Addison's there, too. Yeah. Addison shows up. She's the only one dressed up because she thought it was a Halloween party and they're supposed to dress up. Which it is, but... Yeah. So, anyway, it's Halloween weekend. We forgot to say that, too. But, anyway, if if you're listening to this knowing it's a scary movie and you're not assuming it's Halloween, who are you? So... (laughs) Um, anyway, they get ready. Carter explains that um, he asked them if they've ever heard of... ScaryRentals.com. ScaryRentals.com. I guess that is what he films videos for. And basically, the whole idea of the weekend is to stay in this quote-unquote haunted house uh, just to drink and hang out. They're going to ghost hunt, and he wants to film them. Yeah, they're going to ghost hunt and wants to film. It's supposed to be like a fun-filled weekend, but... Everybody's like, no, this is stupid. They don't want to do it. Um, yeah. What else happens? Um, let me see where we're at now. So basically, <laughs> yeah. We're going to say that a lot during this We thing. covered a lot really fast. Um, well, thank you. I'm a fa- I am 
spitting out the facts like it ain't nothing, Jack. Ain't You're Jack now. Jack. I'm okay with that. Okay. So, basically everyone goes in the house now and they're all kind of, they're split up at this point. They're setting their stuff up and I guess looking around. And just important note for later, we see Addison taking some pills. Painkillers it looks like. Some kind of painkillers maybe. Yeah. And then we go back to the living room with everyone in it, and Carter announces that it's truth or dare time. Yeah. And. Name of the movie. <laughs> and of course, another cliche is as soon as he says that it's time to play truth or dare, the really loud grandfather clock that they have chimes like super loud. So, like, yeah. of course. Um, and so. This next part, which I've never seen Truth or Dare played this way, but I kind of like the idea of it, is they write all their Truth or Dare things, like the Truth or Dares, I guess. They write them on paper, put them in a pile, and then they go and pick one randomly, one at a time. And I kind of like that idea. Yeah. And so Alex goes first, and it tells her to make out with her best friend, Maddie. <laughs> wow. Of course. <laughs> Horny college kid stereotype, scary movie scene. It's perfect. <laughs> Our definition of perfect is very different. Sarcastically perfect. Oh, high five. No, thank you. Wow, leaving me hanging on the podcast. Continue. <laughs> so they do that, and then Maddie says that she'll go next, and she picks up a piece of paper, immediately folds it, and says that she's not playing. Party pooper. Exactly. And so everyone wants to know what's on the card and they snatch it from her. And when they open it, it says, did you sleep with Tyler? And Tyler is Alex's boyfriend. The doctor. So T. T <laughs> for two, two for T. And she says no. And then out of nowhere, all of them get this random text on their phones that says, liar. What I thought was so funny and what made me ugly laugh when I saw this text is it's not like in spooky font. It's literally just like with a period at the end, liar. Like I, I pictured like Suri's voice going, liar. That or maybe even in all caps, assertiveness. Liar. I want an exclamation point, maybe like a ghost emoji, something. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I know so, I'm so hilarious. Go on. So <laughs> it said liar, and then she turns back to Alex and explains like we were both really drunk. It was when you were out of town visiting your family. It was a mistake. No feelings were behind it. So everyone's mad and crying now. <laughs> Hey guys, Dallas from the future here. For the rest of the podcast, we're going to be talking about some scenes and moments in this movie that are pretty gruesome. So if you have a weak stomach, you might want to check out. Sorry about that. Anyway, back to the podcast. So next scene, we see Maddie, Alex, and Tyler. They all kind of run out of the room and they're mad at each other, of course. And then Tyler runs back into the living room and starts demanding to find out who wrote that note or who even knew about it in the first place because, of course, it's supposed to be a secret. And 
everyone's of course saying that they had no idea and he starts picking up the rest of the cars to see what else is in there and he finds one that says put your hands on a hot stove and it's not in like regular writing sorry it's in like super scary movie font like classic like my mom on opposite day Put your hands on the hot stove. Or, like, almost like a mom's, like, threatening you. Would you put your hands on that hot stove? Bet. Anyway, continue. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good impression of her. (laughs) Sorry, Mom. She she listens to these podcasts. Now you know how Renee really feels. Continue. Sarcastic. She just hit me like the record show. Continue. They didn't hear nothing. So... (laughs) Um, so then next he picks up another one and it says, it says, do the dare or the dare does you. Oh, <laughs> That's the best part. It hurts. That's why we named the podcast the way we did. So somebody, not only did the director, writer, whoever write this line, he was like, man, that's good writing. It got approved by the studio and was released for people to hear. It went through several people to be seen. If and you then don't it do it. it, it sounds like a country song. If you don't do the dare, then the dare does you. I know. It's like the ghost is a hick or something. Emphasis on the K, you're learning from me. Oh, hick. I'm disgusted. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Continue. So then Tyler's kind of freaked out by it, obviously, and he goes into the kitchen alone to get a beer, and then we see the Heck stove. Yeah, <laughs> we see the stove turn on by itself. Oh. And it's it's an electric stove, so at least it's not fire. <laughs> um, I mean, pain. Heat is pain. What would you rather have, though? Like open flame? Really? Or, yeah. yeah no, like, well, I'm not saying that's what I want. Oh. I, I'm just like. Like open flame question. or just like hot metal, dude. I don't know. I don't know which one would be. The flames would like spread probably because like yeah. yeah. And he's got alcohol with him too. So much science in this podcast. Look at us. We're learning. Who knew? But bad movie nigh the science guys. Anyway, continue. hopefully that's not copyrighted. Yeah, don't please don't sue us, Bill Nye. <laughs> Bill, this video is sponsored by video Bill, Bill Nye. Anyway, continue. <laughs> So he looks at the stove and is kind of freaked out. And then immediately chairs and tables start moving around on their own. And then this big old dining table just shoves him against the stove. And some force is holding his hand down on the stove. He starts screaming as one does. As one does. And you know what? The dare done did him. The dare done did him. <laughs> the dare done did him. Put his hand on the stove. The dare done did him. Here's your next Facebook live video. I know. I'll tell you what. <laughs> See you later, Tornator was my first smash hit. Ooh, then one. one pack of meat um, for last week whenever we were in lockdown. And then the dare done did him. Dare done did him. That's a good time. Featuring Doug Dimmadome. Doug Dimmadome. <laughs> Ooh, that's hard. <laughs> Doug Dimmadome, home of the Dimsdale Dimmy Dome. Dimmy Dome. Do a Diddy Diddy Dome <laughs> Diddy Do. Anyway, go on ahead. <laughs> so 
screaming loud and long enough at this point that everyone comes to check on him. <laughs> and you, whenever you don't get your way. <laughs> <laughs> so he finally gets his hand off of the stove and they bring him back into the living room. And they're all freaking out and they think it's um, Carter, that our camera guy who planned all this. They think it's him and he's obviously like, no, it's not me. And then the TV turns on on a static channel and it whispers, you just hear a voice and it says it was, or it whispers, I'm sorry, three rounds, 48 hours or you die. Yep. Yep. And so right after that, Jesse, the girlfriend that no one really knows. Who doesn't want to be there. Yeah, she does not want to be there. Um, a card from the Truth or Dare pile flies from like two rooms over. Yeah. It just flies in between her legs. They're, I, guess, I guess they're in Chicago because it's really windy. <laughs> so it flew to her and she picked it up and it says, or dares her to eat Tyler's burnt hand flesh. Now, now keep in mind... And we're, we're going full gruesome. We gave him the trigger warning. His hand was done. Like, it was well done. Like Well done. Like, it was fried. It was crispy fried. Oh, yeah. It was crispy. It was crispy. Mm-hmm. And some of, his, some of his hand burger meat was left on the grill. That was creative. Thank you. I'm so, such a genius, really. Um, so, yeah. So, they tell her that she has to eat it and she has four minutes. Oh, yeah, because there's, like, this random voice, again, that just whispers their time. Yeah, they have to complete the dares in a time limit. Yeah, and there's different times for each dare. Sometimes there's only two minutes. Sometimes there's one. Now, let the choir join with me. If you run out of time, they're going to do you. If you run out of time, don't go and die. Thank you. Don't go and die? Yeah. It doesn't have to make sense. It's country music. Of course. Continue. Uh, Da-da-da-da. And so she's obviously already freaking out. And so she tries to leave with her boyfriend, Luke. And they try to go open the front door. And it slams, locks, and turns out all the doors are locked now. They can't escape. Horror movie cliche? Of course. And so then they run into the dining room. Oh, yes. My favorite part. It's a beautiful part, honestly. So they run into the dining room. And Alex tries to throw, I think, a chair at the window and break it. And she did break it. But then some wind force thing threw her back away, like threw her onto the floor. And then you can explain your part. Also, the windows, not only are they shut, you can't open them. The evil spirit of Satan or whatever that's causing the truth or dare demon. That's what we'll call him, truth or dare demon. Yeah. He makes wooden two by fours fly to the window and nail the window shut. Because why? Why not? Why not? Just to prove more of a point that they can't You really leave. can't leave, guys. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's uh, get down to the to, to the meat the meat and potatoes. Oh, <laughs> delicious. That's dinner tomorrow. So, I didn't even mean it. That's why it's so good. Continue. <laughs> so, of course, they're all freaking out. But then Tyler comes to the realization. And I'm pretty sure, I didn't write this down, but I'm really sure he said out loud, the dare did me. <laughs> or something along those lines. He did. He's like, the dare did me because I didn't do the dare. Yeah. I was like, at what point is this just a tongue twister? Like, <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, the dare done did. So they all kind of would- 
agree and come to the conclusion that you absolutely have to do the dare or the dare is going to do you. Don't do the dare. And so... Sorry, it's it's catchy. It's okay. You know, just do what you feel in your heart. It's fine. (laughs) So they finally convince Jesse, who in the very beginning of this pot, or no, in the very beginning of this movie, made it very clear that she's vegan. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I feel like, I don't know if that was like intentional because, you know, there's that joke with vegans where it's like, if you're, if they're vegan, you're going to know it. Yeah. But I don't know. She made it very clear. And now she has to eat human flesh. <laughs> well, they said she she said she was vegan because she killed a cockroach, and everybody was like, "I thought you were vegan." Oh yeah. Anyway, go ahead. That's true. More yeah. on that later. Yeah, more on the cockroach stuff later. So they finally convinced her to do it, and there's quite a bit of his flesh left. Not a lot. Yeah. But more than I would like to think would be left behind of my and, hand. And it was very crispy. Oh, it was burnt. It looked like dollar store bacon. Almost to the point where you would think it really doesn't have a flavor anymore. Yeah, it probably just tastes like, like beef jerky. Char. I thought I was thinking beef jerky. And Sounds delicious. Hope you guys way. aren't eating while you're watching <laughs> this. But again, we gave you the warning, so kiss our yeah. grits. So she ate a piece off the off of the stove, and then the phone in the kitchen starts ringing. And Maddie answers it, and we don't hear anything on the phone, but I guess she's just repeating what she heard. And she said that um, Jesse has to eat all of it. Yep. And again, it's not a ton. I would say she probably picked up three pieces total. Right. But it's more flesh than I would prefer in my body. But she does it. She does it while sobbing. But yeah. she does it. I'd yeah. probably cry too. Me when I, whenever I eat vegetables away. <laughs> It's so true. And so after that, I mean, I guess they think they're done. And so then they try to leave again. And then as soon as they reach one of the doors, a piano behind them starts playing a note. Just a single note. The key of B, which, as every horror movie fan knows, is the sound of terror looming. And I knew I could count on you to know which note it was because I don't. Oh, thank you. I didn't know. Oh, thank you. And so they turn around and look at the piano, and the sheet music that's laid across the top of the piano says, finish the round. It's, like, written on it in blood or red pen. I don't yes, know. Yes, because remember, three rounds... 48 hours. Yep. And they haven't even finished one round yet. Heesh. You're already eating meat and shock and burning yourself. Yeah. We've only done two things and we're still in the first round. Aye. So then they're like, okay, let's go get, go ahead and get it over with. I want to be done. I want to leave. So Holt, our favorite character. Oh, justice for Holt. Not Sure. (laughs) So Holt goes next, and he grabs a dare that says, grab the wires. And so they're looking around, and then a chandelier that's behind them just falls from the ceiling. Reminds me of our old apartment. Which one? (laughs) Really? That's the real tea. Anyway, go on. (laughs) And then um, the wires are exposed from it, of course, and a voice whispers and tells him that he has one minute to go grab, grab those wires. wires. Now, this is where Tyler, who actually proves to be a pretty effective character. I don't movie. hate him. Yeah. Now, he's the only one with any type of reason, him and Alex. Yeah. Um, so he suggests that uh, he tells Carter to go grab a blanket because after um, Holt grabs the wires for Carter to run to him with a blanket because I guess the blankets can like, keep the electricity condensed. 
Again, I know nothing about science, and this movie just expects you to know. What I'm guessing is, again, I I wasn't good at science either. I probably... I think I had to cheat my way through all my science classes. My eighth grade science <laughs> teacher didn't like me because I had long hair, and I just didn't learn anything. That's fair. Yeah. But anyway, so that's what happens. Um, he goes, and they, like, time it. Um, whole- yeah, he grabs the wires for, like, a second, maybe. Yeah. He falls to the floor with the blanket on. There's foam in his mouth. We're to believe he's dead. But he snaps out of it. He wakes yeah. up. He probably pooped his pants. I think he pooped his pants. I wouldn't be. I mean, honestly. They say if you get tased, you poop and pee yourself. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, what happens next? Da, 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 da. So he lives and then they're kind of right next to that grandfather clock that we mentioned earlier. Yes. And that dings anytime something bad happens. Yeah. And you know that there's like that glass door that's on the front of those clocks. And so it swings open and it's written on the glass door that Luke needs to smash his knee. And keep in mind, he's a baseball player with a scholarship in college. Mm-hmm. So this is like a big deal to him. And so then a baseball bat rolls down the stairs. Yeah. And um, his girlfriend Jesse tries to do it, but she's weak and useless. Well, she's not gonna gonna just she just mentally can't hurt him that way. That's fair too, but she's useless to me. Um, Yeah, she sucks. (laughs) I I mean, don't don't get me wrong. But like, and he's like doing the whole like, oh, we can't do this, and everybody. You can let's just go ahead and get this out of the way. You're gonna get a whole lot from our character. I can't do it. You have to. It's literally like, I feel like the actors were just like telling each other that in the movie. We have to do this. This is how, what the script is written. Just exactly. let's do it. Anyway, we go on ahead. Um, Baseball bat rolls down So yeah, stairs. she tried, but again, she just kind of barely tapped him. <laughs> and so who was it that did grab the bat? Was it Carter? It was Carter. <laughs> he, dude, he laid into him. Ah, <laughs> dang. Which they only had what? Two minutes? I think so. Yeah, they didn't have very long. So, he snaps his kneecaps, he does a stinky leg, and falls to the ground. Yeah, this movie, it's... I don't have a ton of triggers of, like, things that make me grossed out or queasy. Oh, you just wait. But this one hit all of mine. (sighs) And this one got me pretty hard. But the thing is, is, the movie tries to make you feel like it's a good movie with how gross it gets but it expects you to ignore the fact that the rest of the movie is pretty boring yeah yeah like it's like oh yeah we don't have much of a plot but how gross is this that's super true the thing with this movie and this is the first instance a really cheap editing trick that i've noticed that i've heard like some other directors talk about that before there's a crucial scene Venom got a lot of flack for this. Second episode we referenced Venom with Tom Hardy. <laughs> Venom! Anyway. Um, right before there's a crucial part, the camera cuts away so we don't actually see it happen. That happens like the majority of this movie. My guess on that is like they don't have enough in their budget to create... The special the, effects. Yeah, like the blood and the... Yeah. Like, Whatever that's why a lot of people gave Venom crap, is right before Venom bites the head off of somebody, they, like, move the camera away. Yeah, I didn't like that for Venom. Yeah. But if I'm going to see some heads getting eaten, I'm going to see it, dang With it. this movie, though, I'm kind of glad that they didn't. Yeah, because it's pretty gross. Yeah, because it And it's it, not even creative gross, it's just, like, 
Gosh, like, there, there gets to a point, no spoilers right now, but there's a point in this movie they do something I'm just like, seriously? Like, it's not even creative, it's just gross. Yeah. But anyway. it, again, it hits all my triggers, so the things that I don't want to see, they don't make me see, and I appreciate that. So before we go <laughs> to our break, what happens with Addison? So Addison then, you know, she sees Luke just get his kneecap smashed into a million pieces. He busted a cap, if you will. Good one. You're being creative this episode. I like it. All it takes is some ibuprofen, one Pepsi, and two water bottles to make it happen. We work on our best when we're a little drugged. Yeah. So segue into this next scene. Um, (laughs) Yes! Give me some! Y'all will see why whenever she says it. Okay. So anyways, Addison is freaking out and she tries to leave and they're all telling her that she has to finish the round, of course, because they've tried to leave a few times now yeah and obviously they can't and then a ton of those dare papers fall down from the ceiling they just rain on them and they're all looking at them and i guess they all say the same thing (laughs) Emmett asks if she's an addict if addison is an addict and she denies it and then behind them a wooden door with the word liar etched into it swings behind them she she explains that she was in a car accident and she was prescribed painkillers yeah but she's not an addict she took them for a little bit now she's off of them she's fine yeah but remember we saw her take some earlier yes the camera reveals all it's true so anyway they're like just admit that you are like you know if you're an addict you know drugs are bad you know stuff like that so which they are but anyway, she leaves, tries to leave the house. Yeah, she tries, and but then they all get a text that says... They get a Snapchat from the demon. Not the, quite a Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a text that says, you lie, you die. You lie, you die. Straightforward, I like it. Yeah. Um, so she tries <laughs> Why to say leave. many word when few word do trick? Copyright! Copyright! <laughs> <laughs> So she tried to leave, and then they're trying to stop her still, but then a huge gust of wind pushes her outside off the porch onto some exposed pipe that's, like, sticking out of the pavement, and it goes through her chest. And kills her. she did. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will dive back in to the bizarre, twisted world of truth. Or dare. All right, guys, so let's take a breather. There's no sponsor on today's episode, but instead, we wanted to include our first small segment of Renee Recommends. This will just be a small break for me to introduce and recommend something I'm currently enjoying, and I think you should know about it or maybe try it out for yourself. It will always be something different entertainment wise or it may even be a product or a store that I'm trying and I just think that maybe you should try it out yourself. It could be anything, but today I wanted to bring something that's a little on the dark side to the table. So if you know me at all, I love spooky stuff, but even more than your typical ghost stories, I love the unexplained stuff. So your aliens, your Bigfoot sightings, anything in that category. And when it comes to spooky podcasts, I don't want to be talked to in a scary, low voice. I want to be talked to like we're having a normal conversation in a diner in the middle of nowhere. Like normal. So I am recommending to you a podcast called Weird Tales and the Unexplained. 
The last episode I listened to was an hour-long discussion of a goat man. Super exciting. It has the best of both worlds for me. Real conversations with a group of friends and real unexplained stories submitted by their fans. So if you're into this stuff or you want to learn about a goat man sighting, give it a try. Again, that's Weird Tales and the Unexplained. You can find them on Spotify. All right, we're back from our break. We have soda and candy bar in hand, and we're ready to dive back in. So, Addison's dead. What happens next? So, Addison's dead. Then now. Is Addison dead? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, we weren't making that clear. I'm so sorry. It's okay. They're all at the hospital. So now they're allowed to leave. Plot hole. Yeah, I still don't get it. I really don't. So yeah, now they're all allowed to leave and they're at the hospital and I think they're only at the hospital with or for um, Luke's shattered kneecap. Oh, I just dawned on myself. I dawned on myself. It just dawned on me. Maybe they were allowed to leave because the first round was over. That is true. Ah, anyway, but yeah. So they're at the hospital. Uh, he's getting his kneecap checked out. Yeah, because he's the only one in the bed. Yeah, well, um, Holt made a comment, said he got checked out about his electricity. Oh, okay. Anyway, but what else happens? So after, I mean, that's pretty much all I got on that scene is the fact that they're all at the hospital. They're discussing. No, but the cops don't believe them. Oh, yeah, the cops don't believe them. But that's the case in all of these kinds of movies. Their argument was that they're drunk college kids playing truth or dare and it went wrong. Which is believable. And they don't have camera footage because the spirit or demon messed up the camera footage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, segue into the next day. Uh, We start off the scene in Alex and Maddie's dorm room, and it's still very tense because of the affair. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm finishing my Kit Kat. That's all we're going to say about it. No, I'm just kidding. So, um... Where did you leave off? I'm so sorry. You got they're, they're me. Laying, um, they're laying in bed. Yeah. We're not editing this out. This is gold. Okay. But they, they're laying in bed, and it's awkward. You know, they witness the death of a friend. Uh, her best friend be Howard with her boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? Her Only man, one time, and it meant her man, nothing. And they were drunk, and she's sorry. She's going to say that the rest of the movie, by that's the way. That's her line. That's, that's, <laughs> they, ran, they ran out of plot for her until the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. Honestly. And so, with that being said, yeah, they're, like, back in their dorm room, which kind of, you know, leads you to believe that everyone's home now. So, again, they were able to leave, and they're back in their rooms, they're back home, they're feeling safe. And they believe that, even though they told them three rounds 48 hours, I guess they believe since they left the house that they're okay. That's what I would have believed, personally, too. I mean, if I was able to leave, but little do you know, or little do they know. It's never over. <laughs> it's not over until the fat lady sings. <laughs> or dies. Or dies. So we go, next scene is Carter. And he's looking at old footage of Addison on his laptop. And he's just smiling, I guess, remembering her and stuff. And then his camera starts moving on its own. And so he grabs it. And he looks through the camera screen. And when he aims it at his bed he sees blood all over his sheets and he sees addison's body just kind of sit up bloody body <laughs> and she asks him 
how long he's been in love with her. Which was never implied before this moment. Never. But the script said it, so we're going with it. Yep. And then she begins to write, hang yourself with her blood onto his wall. But he can only see Relationship goals. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) He can only see this through his camera, so I guess no one else can see the blood on the wall when they come in or anything. And so, um, yeah, it says, hang yourself on the wall. And then she says, two minutes, we're not done yet. So he tries to leave. Yep, he, of course, tries to leave. And then a noose just drops out from the ceiling. And then also his phone sends, I guess, messages to all the other people that were in the house. It's like a FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Luke and Jesse. Yeah, Jesse, or it may have sent it to them, but they just didn't answer. Is it nurse? Like, uh, he's on his own. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Um, And so he can't get out. He's trapped. And Addison eventually is standing next to the noose. And she says, time's up. And then she walks towards him. And then the noose is put around his neck. It drags him back from the door and hangs him. While this is happening, the rest of the gang, minus Luke and Jesse, are trying to get into the room and they can't. Yeah, Maddie's watching. <laughs> this part made me laugh. Because Maddie's watching in her dorm room on the FaceTime call. She's watching him die. And Alex runs in the room and says, you know, it's got Carter. And Maddie says, what? She was watching it. Yeah, that was so dumb. I'm like, you're watching it. She was watching him die. <laughs> she said, what? And said, what? It got him? <laughs> it's like, what? Anyway, so... <laughs> They go in, they find out that he's dead. Um, the police and the paramedics rule it as a suicide. Yeah, but um, the laptop that was left on his desk, they look at the screen and it says round two. So round two has begun. Let the games begin. <laughs> but sorry, yeah, I, I misspoke. Then they go and they're like, oh yeah, it was a suicide. So they decide that they need to um, go see... Uh, they're going to go talk to the lady who was in the house originally. There's been only one survivor. Because a lot of people have gone in this house. And I think that's like part of it is... The six teams that went originally all died but one. Yeah, because I think there's stories and rumors, of course, about the house. Where if you go in the house, play truth or dare, then the dare's you die. Do. And so they were reading up on these stories. And they found that everyone who's ever done it has died. But there's been one survivor. So they're going to go find that survivor. Which is Donna. It's Donna, pizza dough head lady. <laughs> and I'm going to touch again on that in a second. That's why I'm so adamant about yeah. talking about the pizza dough, because it stressed me out in a part. Donna Boone. <laughs> so, uh, Holt, Madison, Alex, and Tyler, right? Go. Uh, yeah. Holt, Alex, Maddie... Tyler, basically everyone except Jesse and Luke. They go to visit um, uh, Pizza Face. Mm. Aww. Oh, you're mean. <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking about like her actual face. Oh. So you're mean. <laughs> what we're referring to is this is the girl who poured acid over her head right. at the beginning of the film. So they go to see her, and her face is, you know. Okay. Here's. Hmm. After this, I'm done talking about the pizza dough. (laughs) I swear. So, we see her, and remember in the beginning, I told you, and I was very specific, Mm -hmm. that the pizza dough covered her whole face, her whole head. 
-hmm. When we see her, only the left or only the right side of her face is burned. Is that why you made me pause it on her face? Yes, because I just oh. had to look at it and I was like, the pizza dough only protected the right side. Is that what we're doing? Again, we're all we're full of science questions today. Well, now I can't eat pizza for the rest of my life. Uh, I'll get over it in a few weeks. So, uh, a few days. So, anyway, basically she tells her that the, the game, they opened up the portal of death because they played the game and mm -hmm. how all of her friends died, but she found a way to beat the game. So they're like, well, how do we beat the game? And she um, said something along the lines that, like, uh, like for instance, uh, again, trigger warning, that uh, one of her dares was to make four deep cuts mm -hmm. on herself. Mm -hmm. But she took one, and three of her friends, before they died, took one. Yeah. So she basically tells them the way that you beat it and survive all three rounds um, is to share the dare. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So anyway... They leave the house, and then we go back to uh, Luke and Jesse, right? Yep, we go back to Luke and Jesse, and they're in Luke's dorm room. Like, self-quarantined. Yeah, like, they are not leaving. They don't want to leave. They're too scared to do anything. And so, while they're laying on the bed, Luke is flipping through his Sports Illustrated magazine. Because, you know, he's athletic. His knees, his whole life. His knees busted up, so oh, he yeah, can't so play he sports. Can move. Yeah. And he's flipping through it, and then he comes on to these blank pages in the magazine. And on the blank pages, it says, rob a gas station. <sighs> and I know that's, that's probably hard for a lot of people. Rob. I couldn't do that. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying, like, that's not a big deal, but that's the best they could come up exactly. with. Exactly. Like, rob a gas station. Go get some stuff. Like, from what we've seen, this game makes people pour acid over their head, makes them shatter their kneecaps, grab electrical wires and electrocute themselves. But Oh, well, I forgot to mention one thing that uh, Donna said, that the game feeds on people's personal fears. And their, like, obsessions, obsessions. their secrets. So, yeah, they but it told him to bust his kneecap out because he's a sports guy. Yeah. Uh, it brought up the drug addict thing because she was doing drugs. You know, it yeah. it exposed the cheating because they were cheating. So that's the there. I get what they tried to do, and it kind of makes sense. But it's not very constant because it doesn't do it for all of them. So therefore, it becomes an effective and dumb. Yeah, you have so, to think really hard on it yeah. to make it click. So continue. Um. Get. So he gets up and it tells him that he has four minutes, I believe, and so he's like, "We gotta go." Like, we got to go find a gas station to rob. And then when he gets up off the bed, his sheet, like, <laughs> this kind of stuff is try what to, made me laugh. Try to say it with a straight face. I bet you can't. Oh, definitely not. The sheet, tur it, like, twists itself into a circle. And in the middle of the circle is a gun. It's so pretty. It's like, here you go. It's like... Here's the, here, here's the gun right here. This is what she I know, we had to circle it for him. Yeah. This is the gun. <laughs> and so, <coughs> da, da, da. so he grabs it, and then they pull up to a gas station, and he tells her not to get out of the car or... Her being Jesse. Oh, yeah, Jesse. So Luke tells Jesse to not get out of the car, but um, I think he wanted her to get in the driver's seat at least. Just that way... If something happens, she can leave. Or yeah. Or can leave, yeah. Or when he's done, they can just dart out of there. 
And so then he goes into the store and he's begging the lady for money first. Mm-hmm. And then she just like kind of isn't helping him. She's just smiling at him. And then he pulls the gun. And then she opens the register and is trying to pull money out. And then we see Jesse step out of the car and she just stands at the gas station window yeah. and looks in at them and watches. Yeah. He says he doesn't want to hurt this lady. And he like, even at one point, he's like, just give me a dollar or something. Just oh, give me yeah. something. We don't have time. Just give me something. Oh, yeah. So as any logical, especially old woman should, pulls out a shotgun. Yeah, but she only pulls out the shotgun because he got distracted by Jesse just watching this from out. She's not even in the car anymore. I was rooting for the old lady the whole time. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, she pulls a shotgun on him and he tries to grab, I think, like a... One of those donation buckets. Yeah, because she tells him, just go. And he's like, I just need a dollar. Just give me a dollar. So he reaches to, I guess, get a donation bucket. And Grandma glocks oh, him hard. she got it. Right in the chest. Uh-huh. That was the coolest part of the movie to me. Like It was, it was pretty sad. So, of course, Jesse's like, ah! He gets in the car. So she starts calling these strangers that she just met. She that she has a, Yeah, she has her phone number. She just met them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my gosh, he's dead. It told us to rob a bank. And they're like, okay, we know how to defeat it. We have to go back to the house. Mm-hmm. Even though the lady said when they were visiting her that it's not contained to that house. It follows you. Because they're like, well, let's skip town. And they're like, oh, it'll follow you. Why the crap do they have to go back to the house? She said they do. She said it began in the house. I think that's what it is. Is it's gonna, wherever it began, it has to end. that's where it has to end. So they began oh. in the house. And so it has to end in the house. But let's say they began it somewhere else, like Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It would have to end in Kentucky. Oh. That, that's my guess on that part. <laughs> but it is kind of foggy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're going back to the house. And then they arrive. And it's nighttime now. And so now we all we have left is Alex, Maddie, Tyler, Holt, and Jesse. We only mm-hmm. have five out of the eight people. Yeah, Addison, Carter, Tyler is still alive, right? No, Addison and Carter both died. Addison, okay, sorry. <laughs> Addison and Carter and Luke, I got the names Luke mixed died, up. yeah. Luke died, okay. Yeah. So, uh, they go in the house, and they immediately go and look at the TV because it's on the static mm-hmm. channel again. Yes. And it has a little countdown going from 10 to 2. So that means they have two minutes for whatever they're about to have to do. And then Tyler picks up a card that says to drink the liquid. <laughs> and he he's the doctor one, so he knows his stuff. He's pretty, he's essential to the story, I think. He's an es- essential employee. Essential boy. Yes. <laughs> and so he goes over and finds the liquid that it's talking about, and he said it's poison. And so then he, I don't know if this is true or not. Again, maybe people can tell us. Um, he gets everyone to drink a can of soda really fast because he mm-hmm. said the acid in it will, like, protect their stomach lining. Yeah, and it'll help them be able to, like, throw up easier, too. Oh, yeah, that, too. Because so, of the gas, I guess. Yeah, and he said, this is Med School 101. I don't know Is it, it is. really? Is it? Someone tell me. 
Um, so they all chug down the soda cans real quick, and then they take shots of the poison, and then they all start to puke everywhere. Yes. So this is a thing that I pointed out. You know, they couldn't afford, or I'm assuming they couldn't afford, to show the other gruesome parts, but, ooh, they did not hold back on the vomit. Oh, yeah, fake puke all day. Oh, from every single one of them, too. We got all of theirs. So they all live from the poison. So that leads you to believe, oh, this like you can like beat the game, like you can, can kind of cheat it. Yeah. And so so next, Maddie hears metal squeaking from the dining room. This is my number one trigger in the whole world. This part genuinely made me cringe. It's still making me cringe. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> uh, even just talking about it. So she sees some metal. Pliers on the table. Right. Pliers are never a good sign in no, these movies. No. And then she sees the dare paper and it says, pull two teeth. Blech. I can't do that. Then <laughs> starts conflict because Jesse's like, uh, it's because they're like, okay, we all have to do it. Jesse's like, uh, it said two teeth. There's five of us. I'm out. The four of y'all can decide which two teeth. Oh, yeah, she's a big cop. Yeah. So sure. Maddie's like, well, it told me to do it, so I'm going to do it. And then Tyler, the doctor guy, is like, okay, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. So Tyler pulls Maddie's tooth out. Yep. And it was bloody and it was loud and it made sure you knew every detail of what was going on. Yeah, it was was rough. And then after that, Holt grabs Tyler's, but he like freaked out and couldn't get it out. I think he like did it like halfway and then panicked. The noise to that... It was like that, but then also like the cracking sound of it coming out. It was so bad. (laughs) That was like the most effective gross part of the movie that like wasn't cheesy. It gave me goosebumps just now. I can't. Yeah. This was like the one or two like decent parts of the movie. Decent, not like the fact is decent to watch, but like that was creative. Oh, yeah. So they get Tower's tooth out. They miraculously just get over the tooth pain, I guess the adrenaline. Yeah, and I mean, they're bleeding everywhere, yeah. especially Tyler. I mean, he mm-hmm. spit out a lot of blood. Is this where the sadness comes in with... Um, uh, a little bit. I think so, if I know what you're talking about. Is I'll... this is this where Holt gets his next no. dare? No, oh. no, no, you're skipping, huh? I'm sorry. Go on ahead. This so, movie goes zero to 100 really fast. It does. It minutes. happens very quickly. Yeah. So, um, da, 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 da. so then in the middle of all of this, we hear the voice come back and it oh. whispers to Alex. Yes, yes, yes. And so Alex goes and she sees a gun with one bullet next to it. And then the dare paper, it says three rounds, two minutes, one bullet. So it's Russian roulette. Lyrics to Five Finger Death Punch song. Russian roulette is falling in or no, it's not falling in reverse. It's no, I was talking about three rounds, two bullets, one minute. It sounds like it could be a five finger death. Oh, okay. Russian roulette, that's from da- uh, the Escape the, one, the Fate song. Yeah, the one before falling in reverse. Shout out. So she's the one that saw the dare. It called her name. So immediately she's going to be the one that does it. So she sets it up and she puts it to her head. No bullet. And then she does it a second time. No bullet. No goes bullet. through. And then Maddie takes it for the third time. And Maddie's like trying to do it. And then right before she does it, Tyler takes the gun and he does it. And he kills himself. It was a mind blower for sure. Oh. 
I don't know whether I'm disappointed or just a little offended. Yeah, he bl- blows his brains out. And, you know, uh, <laughs> what tried to be an effective scene, but I ruined it. Alex, his girlfriend, her ex-girlfriend, you know, because he cheated. I think they're current. She, like, lays on him and crying. And then the other woman, Maddie, starts covering to it. And I told Renee, oh, both of the women's on the man. Or what did I say? You said, our man. Our man. Oh, <laughs> You ruined it. You ruined yeah. a good thing. Yeah, I wonder if that's anyway. I was about to say something borderline offensive, but anyway. So yeah, he um, <laughs> he dies, and then unfortunately, the only good character in the movie, Holt, Holt is in the bathroom. He's in the bathroom. He's in the bathroom. Let's not. That's let's, not unfortunate. Let's not jump the gun here. Oh come so, on! It's gonna happen. We gotta just bite the bullet and let it happen. Okay, so Holt is in the bathroom, and then behind him in the mirror, he sees the words "get run over by a car." And the reason I don't want to skip this detail is because this is one where they were clever with it. Yeah. This is one I was proud of. So he runs out to the girls and he's like, okay, I got to be honest with you. I got to come clean. Um, I, a few years ago, I was involved in a hit and run. I hit a man. He became paralyzed. I never told anyone. No one's ever known. So I've never gotten in trouble. And so that's why the ghost wants him to get run over by a car. Right, yeah. And so, like, again, it's, like, feeding on his secret. Yeah. And they got creative with that one. I liked that one. Yeah, we'll give him that one. (laughs) That's why I wanted to touch on that one, at least. And so, then they run outside, because they only have two minutes to do that one. Yeah, so we'll just run over your foot. Exactly, yeah. They're just like, we're going to run over your foot. And so, Jesse, of all the lovely people, she gets in the driver's seat, and he's standing, like, on the back of it, I think, Mm -hmm. just so she can run over his foot, but she can't get the car to start, of course. Of course. So, he runs around to the hood and tries to do something with it to get it started, and then the hood slams shut on his hands, and he's trapped, and Jesse can't get out of the car to help him, and everyone else is inside. So the car then puts itself in reverse, and it drags him. Oh, poor Holt. I know. It was a, that was a rough one to watch. Justice for Holt. Yeah. It dragged him backwards, and then the hood let go of him, so then he just fell on the ground, and then the car, full speed, ran over him and jesse even she had both of her feet like slamming on the brakes trying to get it to stop and the car didn't stop and that's the end of holt (laughs) just but we're about to get hashtag justice for holt because what happens next with jesse J? the most beautiful part honestly so the three girls that are left go back into the house and they discuss because alex is finally realizing it's preying on their secrets basically and their fears and Jesse says, I don't have any of those. Which earlier in the beginning of the movie, she said she's terrified of roaches. Yeah, that's why she stopped that one like eight Exactly. Times. She said, I hate roaches. They can eat me, is what she said. So, the voice comes back and it whispers her name. And she goes into a room and, see, and there's a record playing. She just didn't like that song, I guess. So, she smashed it. And then it starts playing again, and then there's another record, so she looks at it, and it says, um, chain yourself to the pipe. And then the door to the basement opens, she goes down, gets locked in alone, 
Um, she doesn't ever chain herself to the pipe because there's a bunch of roaches around it. Mm-hmm. She runs out of time, and then millions of roaches come and eat her. That was hilarious. It was beautiful. It was crazy. So we're nearing the end of the movie, and a lot of the things we described, you might be thinking to yourself, that actually, it sounds gross, but it actually sounds kind of exciting, and the way that we're talking about it mm-hmm. seems like we're enjoying and this movie was terrible, but this past like sequence, this round was pretty good. Like the things was, that happened. It was very like it was entertaining. Graphic. It was entertaining, yeah. but just when you we'll think just this, just yeah. just when you think that the movie is gonna end on a high note, it gets to sucking again really bad. Yeah. So this well, is the ending. Of the let's movie. talk about. The good part before we talk about the bad part. The good part was how Let's creative. Talk about the exciting parts, yeah. yeah. Is there any more exciting parts after that? The part that you just brought up. Anyway, so I'll skip forward and I'll talk about the exciting stuff. So then we are with Maddie and Alex, that's all that's left, and they hear a cell phone ringing. Maddie answers it and it says, remove seven living body parts in seven minutes. Okay, this is where we're going to disagree on because I thought that part wasn't good it was like crazy and stressful but like it got annoying with how gruesome it gets it got annoying but when we were watching the movie you told me you really liked that part so sorry for being misled I by like, your life i liked the first part like literally like the first like the idea of it but like it got so gruesome and I'll explain why I started to hate this part when the time comes. Okay. So go on ahead and just lay it out for us. So, seven living body parts in seven minutes. They start with little things, and so they kind of find a way to cheat it. So, Maddie pulls out an eyelash. Alex pulls out a hair. Then they take one of uh, Maddie's fingernails and that's another one of my triggers is fingernails. Mm-hmm. And so that part killed me. And then they they kind of escalated really quickly. And then they cut the skin off of Alex's elbow. Her weenus. Her weenus. And then they Which turn around gross. and the mirror was like, oh, no, no. You need whole living parts. Yep. Whole living parts. So then Alex takes just her earlobe off. With scissors. I didn't think that counted because an earlobe is not a whole body part. Take the whole ear or else it doesn't count. This is what I start to hate about this scene. She says, I'm going to put it in the cooler. That way it can stay cold (laughs) so they can attach it. And I immediately checked out, especially with the sound effects of the body parts flying into the cooler. Well, I thought the cooler idea was like kind of smart I was well, sure that in itself is okay but like just the execution of it made me laugh so it became cheesy for me again like it oh, went, yeah. I was just like that's dumb so anyway they she does her earlobe and tosses it and whenever it goes into the cooler you see like old beer bottles and it's so dumb and it's not even ice it just goes into water <laughs> so you hear the little poop <laughs> That's why I'm like, okay, this, this is a bad movie. That was it, a bad it was like my reality check would be like, oh yeah, this movie's trash. <laughs> like, okay, that was a rough part, I'll be honest. So what else, what else um, gets taken away? So cut your earlobe off, then they cut off Maddie's pinky toe, and then Alex 
Or no, they Alex's cut off pinkies. Maddie's pinky, like her pinky finger, her pinky and then they finger. take Alex's pinky toe. Ugh. And then again, it's so gruesome the way they do it. They so much blood escalated so much. I think there were steps that they could have taken before this part, but then Maddie just puts her whole foot up on the table and says, "Here you go." <laughs> like there could have been steps, a big toe. Al- Alex is like, "I don't want to," or a whole finger, right? Alex is like, I don't want to. And Maddie's like, yo, we could do this. You need to do this. We're running out of time. They only had seven minutes to do this. They get their closure of the whole, like, affair thing. And so she ties the belts around her and takes a butcher knife and, like, chops the crap out of her leg. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like a horror movie. Oh, yeah. And then, Uh, of course, she passes out. Then the next scene, we see them driving to the hospital. And that was the last dare, right? They um, did the seven body parts. They, you know, they keep saying... No, there was one more. Well, that was the twist that I was about to reveal. Oh. Yeah, they think it was the last dare, but as they're driving to the hospital to try to get repaired with their cooler of body parts, um, body parts and beer, they uh, uh, get a... The GPS starts shaking. And, it starts glitching. And we're assuming that, that, was, that there's one more dare. And what does the radio tell Alex? It says, kill her. So, now Alex has to decide if she's going to kill Maddie or see what happens. If Maddie's like, do it. It's whatever. You have to do it. Alex is like, I love you. I'm not going to kill you. You're my best friend. And then Alex, I guess, snaps. Gets like this weird look in her eyes and starts speeding, like mm-hmm. driving super fast. Mm-hmm. Maddie's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" And it's like, "Oh man, we're building up to this intense moment. What's gonna happen? What's the end of the movie? What's gonna happen? We're building up to this intense moment." Then we see them crash, both crash into a tree. The screen goes black. We hear, and we watch this with subtitles, so we know. We hear both of the girls gasp. <gasps> And then immediately hits the credits. So both of them lived. I guess. So if both of them live, is the game still going? I don't even care because it ended so stupid. It really did. That ending hurt my feelings. I literally <laughs> I stared at the distance for five minutes and Renee kept asking if I was okay. It <laughs> well, bothered me. Yeah, you just sat there in silence and I was, I was cracking up. I was angry. I have never generally been so angry at a movie. So I'm going to reenact for you the last scene. Ah! <gasps> dun, 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 credits roll. Yeah. that It literally happened in that speed, too. And never in my life have I watched not only a movie, but a bad movie start to tease you and be like, okay, there's some cool moments happening. We're building up, we're building up. Nothing. It was literally nothing. <laughs> I can't stop laughing at that part, though, because, like, it's what so else bad. can you do but kind of laugh at it kind of thing? Give up on life. I'm not ready for that. Um. <laughs> I just, I need a moment. I, you guys, I need a moment. Thoughts and prayers, please. I just. Ah! <sighs> Sorry about that. Are you okay? Uh, I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> you can't just end the movie that way. You just you just cannot. End it the was movie. the worst part about the movie, and the ending should not be your worst part. Now I get why there was zero score for critics. 
Because, I mean, as a movie in itself, it makes no sense. The plot's very shallow. It relies on very generic throwaway stereotypes and gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Instead of factoring in character development or plot points, we just see body parts being chopped off. Or It's just, it was not a bad movie. So now, we all know it had to happen. It was not a bad movie? Did I say that? That's what you said. I'm that emotionally, (laughs) mentally drained. Let the record show, it was a bad film. Dallas McFall, I approve this message. It has come to that time of the episode where we have to rate it. You go first. F plus. F plus, that's nice. Yeah. Give them a plus. That doesn't even exist, but... We all know through this podcast, this episode, that I don't know science. Why not know math either, you know? F plus for me, hands down. Even the parts that were good get completely thrown away. Yeah. In the beginning of this podcast, I would have said something different. But now, after analyzing everything, putting it all together, and thinking about it, it's definitely an F. (sighs) That's the first double F. Of the Bad Movie Buds podcast. Don't lie to the people. DeadCon was an F-bomb for sure. We both gave it an F? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We said it at the same time and everything. Like oh, a that's good true. married couple show. Again, I'm sorry. My brain is fried from this movie. Anyway, guys, that's about all we can handle talking about this movie. I'm going to try to wake up tomorrow and pretend this movie does not exist. Thank you guys for listening. We really do appreciate all our listeners. Uh, it really makes us happy to know that our our silly little hobby is entertaining you guys. We love the comments. We love the feedback. Keep it going. Um, don't forget to find us on Facebook, Bad Movie Buds, B-U-D-Z. And uh, if you have a bad movie that you don't want to watch, but you want to hear our opinion on it, or you just want us to suffer... <laughs> Give us a bad movie. Renee, do you have anything else to tell the people? Anyway, happy Thursday to you guys. Unless you're listening on Friday, then I hope your Friday is adequate as well. Wash your hands. Be nice to strangers. Pet your dog. Have a good day.